And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds in one accord to draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, Nehemiah moved his vision and what the Lord put on his heart into the public forum. He demonstrates an amazing amount of wisdom as he first presents the problem. The city was traumatized. The gates were burned. This is the problem. The way the city presented itself was a mess. Like any city, any country, any state, any county, anywhere, when things are a mess, it's all too easy to see, even if the emperor is really in reality naked, that it's a mess. Not hard to see. Next, the answer to the problem for a broken community, a broken city, a broken country is biblically straightforward. Rebuild the walls. I know, and I don't care if this is a political issue. God doesn't care if it's a human political issue either. Build the walls to just make sure we all understand God's solution for Israel to get itself reestablished was to build the walls. I can't say that any clearer. And finally, after identifying the problem and then offering a solution, Nehemiah proceeds to explain that God is with them in the task. Identify the problem, offer a solution, and keep in mind that God shows himself as a part of the rebuilding. That's a biblical approach from for problem solving. Just like repenting for our sins being baptized, and following Jesus. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. That nice, a nice thought there. See, sometimes you're just surviving, right? Getting through it. Sometimes you're living, doing a little bit better, moving your, you know, moving your shoulders back and forth, and then sometimes you're prevailing. It's like you're standing on top of a rock, right? So that's what we talk about. Lessons for all of those: politics, entertainment, and current events. Boo! Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive. So much more. So much. So much. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us. You can you can actually text us live during the show. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. Now, this is the fun part. 
972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. And when you call 972-445-0770, Captain Chris will answer the phone and then you will be... There you go, sailing. It just sounds like so nice. After being uh, uh, hunkered down for, let's see, mine started in September. <laughs> I don't want to hear anybody whining about nothing. About just like September, October, November, December, January, I'm free. Oh, look, it's COVID. Hey. And then, <laughs> and then okay, I'm out. And then guess what? <laughs> and then it freezes. Okay, that's enough. Uh, here's the bottom line. So sailing seems kind of nice to me. Bottom line, if you have something that's going around in your heart and your mind, you have a question, a thought, an opinion, a comment, not a kvetch. You know, you've got plenty of places to kvetch, right? Great shows to do it with, to talk and to share about. We love that. That's fantastic. Just here, our goal is Hebrews 3, 13, and Hebrews 10, 25, encouraging one another daily as we see the day of the Lord approaching, that's just kind of how we hold it. That's how we handle it. We're asking you, if you want to share, if you've got something going on in your heart, if you've got a victory that the Lord's brought into your life and you haven't had a chance to glorify his name through it by sharing it with others, it's your opportunity. You get to do that. You you, you, you can do it in a couple of different ways. So we want to keep it safe in the context of not making you do something you're not ready to do. And that is you can email us, text us, or call us. You can do that for praise reports, prayer requests, as we've mentioned before. You can also answer Bible trivia if you know the Bible trivia. At the Mount of Transfiguration, which disciple spoke out while the transfiguration process was happening? Which disciple was that? If you think you know the answer to that, like we've said, you can call in. Our number's not complex. There's somebody calling now. 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Before we answer the phone, I do want to recognize something. Kurt actually brought up a really good point. So if you go to... He must increase.org. Let me just say this. It will the the domain name will automatically switch to discoverwoneanother.org. I don't want you to get confused when you see that. That's us. We're still all about discovering one another. We're still all about he must increase. So they're all kind of tied together. So don't get uh, don't be too surprised if that happens. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight URLs that move towards that same place. Now do we have eight? I think I have eight which is a lot more than we need. But that's not the point. The point is that's how many we got. So don't get uh, caught off guard by that. And we encourage you to check it all out. All right, now, somebody ready to answer the trivia? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Shalom. This is uh, Samson. Hey, Samson. How are you, bro? Hey, very good. How are you? I'm doing so much better. Just feeling better. I'm just glad to be out of the frozen tundra. <laughs> yeah, so you survived a Michigan winter? Yeah, in, yeah, the Michigan winter at our, at our house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly correct. So, yeah, uh, so. it's pretty straightforward on this one. How, By the way, how have you been doing? How are things going? Because I have been praying for you, but I haven't had a oh, chance thanks. to catch up with you. Yeah, it's going good. Uh, I still need a, a part-time job to uh, 
picks up because from last two months it hasn't been so, which really puts us a little in a uh, ditch each month for paying bills. Gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So we need to be and praying. And I also have a prayer request for okay. uh, for one of my brother, like a uh, during this uh, icy thing, like a, his uh, he was driving in Dallas, so his car got slid and hit the barricade and just wrecked his car, and he does not have a collision, so <laughs> so insurance is not helping at all. So he's kind of carless right now. Wow, that's a bummer. That's, I mean, that's, yeah. that's really tough. Yeah, so we're going to pray that God will uh, help him to find a car because it's kind of... Let, uh, let me you know. let me pray for both of you real quickly so that we can... Sure. And then you can But let's pray real fast for you first and then for your brother. Father, we come before you right now and lift up our brother Samson to you, and we ask that you'd bring him gainful employment. There's different opportunities in different places, and we just pray that instead of it, uh, opportunities being pushed away that they would be almost magnetically attracted the other way go the other direction and let him have an opportunity to put his hands to work at something or get involved with something that's a blessing for him and financially for his family and that you would provide for them and we certainly pray for his brother in that situation with the car that's a mess and we just ask you to bring help in that circumstance not just for a vehicle but for safety protection financial protection for his family just put your hand over their family as they're going through a tough time. We're asking that they would still look up and even though it's hard at times, still say thank you, praise you, we trust you, and that their praises would be to your honor and glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. amen and amen. Yeah, amen. by the way, my, my brother is a student at Criswell Bible School in amen. Dallas. Yeah. And he's in a... Uh, yeah, you're great. Uh, what bachelor program in the mat um, in ministry? So yeah, that's a great college. Great, great, very good. Yes, very good. All uh, right, now you got to answer good. the question now. So cause... regarding your trivia, the the apostle was Cephas. Sorry, that, that's I'm correct. You're so bad, Alex. But Peter, that is correct, Amanda. <laughs> Peter was Peter was well known for. I'll speak first. <laughs> yeah, because he had a what, what's a, once I think one pastor say he had a, a foot and mouth disease kind of thing. <laughs> yes, he's just really he's really something else. It's and and you know what's funny is we've all done the Peter thing where we've all like we've had a good answer and we've done something says something like Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God, which is so great. And then in the next breath, say something really dumb where God has to go sit down and be quiet. <laughs> Good. Hey, I have a one uh, theological question uh, for you. I know you're a pretty smart guy. Hey, what could we learn from the life of Jephthah, the guy who, uh, oh, when he made a vow that, Lord, if you give me victory against the Ammonites, whatever comes uh, from, from, my, from my house, I will put a burnt offering and it happened to be his daughter. So uh, I. I know I've been reading about it. So many commentators say that was a very foolish vow to make. Uh, yeah. what, what, how would you see that 
whole story. Well, it's a, in, in theological circles, the Jephthah story is split. So some people believe that he did exactly what he said, and that's why that there's the mourning for her uh, and that she would uh, die a virgin. Then other people believe, no, she actually had to remain a virgin as unto the Lord and could never have children, and that was the intention. It appears to me on the surface that they that there had to be a, a greater sacrifice and it showed the rashness of making that kind of commitment but the other part of me thinks you have to understand it and I think you do understand actually so I should say that a little differently in the in the culture not being able to have a child is akin to a death sentence in many ways. So there's a heaviness there, and uh, I, I tend to pull for the other, for the softer one, but I read it and think, yeah, but that's not really what it says. In other words, it's it's the me that wants to justify God because I wouldn't do it that way, but that's wrong. And so because of that, ultimately, I submit to what it says instead of trying to insert stuff. So it does appear as though there was some sacrifice, even though she got a period of time to to mourn and to weep, that the sacrifice was before the Lord. And I would have to say that's that's as probably as valid as anything else. But I'm not wise enough to be able to give you the definitive only because there's a lot of split in that if it was if it was 955 theologically and people have studied it and spent their lives studying it then i would be more willing to to you know to say well it's probably that direction that direction but it's split up pretty good yeah. so, and i just yeah. don't know but the biblical text is very clear that he did it exactly what what he vowed so i mean that's kind of when i yeah. read those commentary i i'm a little confused where how they are drawing that conclusion because the because, Bible is saying he did it exactly. Yeah, and that's because they wouldn't do it that way. That's why a commentator will write that. In other words, the commentator wouldn't do it that way, but that doesn't mean God doesn't do it that way. And that's the yeah. struggle that people have. Is people are like, well, well, how could God do this? How could well, first of all, how could God let anybody live ever beyond the first three seconds of existence ever anybody? Yes. That's a whole second quote. You know what I'm saying? So if you just tear that down and theologically break that down, look, at it says what it says for a reason. And yeah. while you might want to lean one way because you feel sympathetic, that doesn't give you the right to change what it says. Yeah, because when I see that statement, I say, okay, that's justified with the uh, Hebrew 11.32, because he is in the Hall of Faith heroes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's a, a major a major player, and that's a whole secondary element where you could really have fun and not fun, but theologically dive in. And that is, he's a major major person of faith and should have known better, almost yeah. kind of thing. And uh, it doesn't mean that she went to hell or anything. It just means that that sacrifice was the sacrifice he made, and he ought to be careful oh. with what he says. So well, that, that's thank my you, David. Day. I'll get the answer from you once you get your PhD. So then okay. you'll be doctor. <laughs> <laughs> doc, doc, the doctor of demolition will let you know. <laughs> then, we, then we will call you Doctor DS. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Thank you, brother. All right. Thank you, David. Right. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. We're going to do that. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Then he says this, don't be afraid. Why should you not be afraid? Because what fear does is immobilizes a person, stops them from moving forward, and it also eats away at faith. Fear has this way. It's kind of like if you think of faith as, uh, I'll do this now, as uh, uh, chocolate ice cream that has peanut butter in it, okay? Uh, That's faith, okay? Fear is like somebody drilling a hole underneath and then taking a little spoon and then pulling some of that faith down, a little scoop by scoop by scoop by scoop. And you don't want your faith reduced because God requires faith to us to engage with him in. That's his requirement. That's the vehicle by which he has chosen to engage with humanity. You don't think God could have said, it's me, you're going to believe, or I'm going to turn you into a fish. I mean, you don't think God could have done that? But he chose the vehicle of faith because that's what he wanted from those that would come to him. A confidence, an assurance in the goodness of God. So Jesus, the first thing he says, ignore it, don't be afraid of it. And then he does this one radically crazy, nutsy, cuckoo line, just believe. And we use that in movies and in books and in fairy tales and all that stuff. We're not talking about any of that stuff. This is believing, looking at a situation just like Abraham did, just like we talked yesterday, how Abraham looked at the circumstance, didn't deny he was old, didn't deny he was past childbearing, and said, I'm just going to believe God anyway. Uh, That attitude of just believe, it's taking a stand in the framework of your faith that says, I'm not moving. Here I am. Call me Bulldog. I'm right here. I'm not going nowhere. My faith is solid. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your next trivia question. Here we go. Here we go. See, I can do this really low voice. We've talked about this one time. We're going to come back. We're going to do like the jazz thing. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Like that? That'd be funny, huh? <laughs> He's like, you got nothing. You got nothing, do you? <laughs> you broke me. <laughs> you got nothing. All right, here's the trivia question. Feeding of 5,000 did the figure... Now listen, listen. So I guess you probably should play the horn because this is a little, a little sneaky. 
A little sneaky. Did the figure 5,000 in the feeding of the 5,000, did the figure in 5,000 include women and children or did it just refer to the men? Straightforward. Okay. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770 or you can text in 214-210-8483 or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. The number, so that's kind of what we're looking for, the feeding of the 5,000, did the figure slash the number 5,000 include women and children or did it just refer to the men? That's the question. If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us in the various asunder ways. Various asunder. You like that? I am. Going to college, getting that PhD in words. Yeah. I'm just King James in this baby. Okay. This is a little lengthy for a comedic moment, but so. (laughs) So. What else you got to do? You're listening anyway. Might as well enjoy it. You ready? You ready? Okay. It's a long one. You got to bear with it. Okay. So I'm. Trying to lay patients down. Okay. A man went to a doctor for his annual physical. After the doctor had examined the man, he said, is there anything else you'd like to discuss? The man thought for a moment and said, yes, as a matter of fact, there is. My wife has gotten so hard of hearing that often she doesn't hear me, and she refuses to get her hearing checked. What can I do about this? The doctor thought for a while and said, I have an idea for you. Next time you see her and she's not looking, say something to her and see if she hears you. Then see how close you have to get to her before she actually does hear you, and then let me know what happens. Okay, so the man went home and went into the great room in the living room, eating uh, the eating room in the kitchen, and he saw his wife with her back to him, and she was at the kitchen counter getting dinner ready, and he stood at the far end of the room. So he asked in a reasonable voice, what's for dinner, honey? As usual, she did not respond. So he took a few steps closer, and again, he said, What's for dinner tonight, honey? Again, she did not hear him, and there was no response. So he took a few steps closer and asked a third time, What's for dinner tonight, honey? Again, there's absolutely no response. So he gets up right behind her and asks her again, What's for dinner tonight, honey? At this point, she turns around and faces him and says, For the fourth time, beef stew. Get it? Get it? If you guys don't get that, I can. I don't know if I can help you. See? Because he was the... Okay. All right. Here we go. Get it? That's a good one, right? <laughs> For the fourth time, beat through. All right. I hope you guys got that. <laughs> Feeding the 5,000. Did the figure 5,000 include women and children, or did it just refer to the men? If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. See, it is Monday fun day. See, that's a good one. All right. Nehemiah. Okay, we're back into Nehemiah. And we're going to be doing this forever and ever. (laughs) I think the book of Acts might go three years the way we're going right now. Anyhow, let's go back to Nehemiah. We're in chapter 2 and uh, picking it up uh, basically about verse 16. And you'll see which part I'm keying in on so you'll kind of understand what's going on. The city officials did not know I had been out there or what I was doing, for I had not yet said anything to anyone about my plans. I had not yet spoken to the religious and political leaders, the officials, or anyone else in the administration. But then I said to them, 
you know full well the tragedy of our city. It lies in ruins and its gates are burned. Okay. So I want you to I want you to hear this. Okay? All right. And we talked about this it's like two Mondays ago, so you have to maybe three Mondays ago the way things have been going around here. Okay? Here's what I want you to know. So Nehemiah knows he's doing stuff for God. Okay, that's a nice way to put it, right? He knows what's going on. He hasn't told anybody yet. All right. He hasn't told any of the political leaders or the religious leaders or anyone else in their administration. Keep in mind for those that are like, well, you know, there's not a lot about the Bible and politics. It's like this entire book is entire is exactly that, just in case you're trying to figure it out. And Nehemiah decided to reveal the things that he was looking at to the public. So he didn't just share his mind instantly all the time. The Bible says that a simple man utters all his mind. In other words, there's a time and a place for you to communicate certain things. Now he decides it's the time now. And what's the first thing he says? And I'm just saying it to be as nice as possible. I know I'm going to get a lot of uh, uh, negative about this, but you just, you just got to be honest about this stuff. The first thing he says is, hey, this place is a mess. It's a mess. The city's a mess. The people are a mess. The process is a mess. Can somebody just say in this administration, can somebody just say the political leaders, the religious leaders, can you just say it's a mess? It's just a mess, right? You cannot tell me that that's not going on right now in society. You look at things and you're like, it's a mess. Us. I will say this, and I will say this as nice as possible. I do appreciate that people are going to get very upset with me. I still love you in the Lord, so don't forget that. But we're uh, looking at some point for uh, in the last 15 years, even the last 20 or 25 years, every year there is the State of the Union. And every year they say the same thing. It's strong. It's strong. It's strong. It's like, are, are you people deaf? I mean, this can you can't even believe they always, no, you have to say that, Dave, so that we can show unity. There ain't unity. The emperor has no clothes. I'm not going to say it. It's ridiculous. A house divided cannot stand. Guess what? We're divided. Better pull this together. And it's like, people are like, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> it's a mess. It's not my fault. On that. Well, I mean, it's, I guess it's everybody's fault in that sense. My point is, just say what it is. Don't try and make it something it ain't. Okay, trivia question. Uh, the question was simply straightforward. Feeding the 5,000, did the figure 5,000 include women and children, or did it just refer to men? It just referred to men. It's 5,000 besides women and children. That's how you know. All right, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. Okay, let's do a little bit of history, and then we've got our last teaching. Let's uh, set up history. Let's go. All right, unlike most of the times, I'm going to do an honorable mention because there are a couple of days that are worthy of honorable mention. First and foremost, it is Trivia Day. I mean, come on, Trivia Day. That's what we do. Good Bible Trivia. It is also National Spaghetti Day. So I don't know how I feel about it. Yummy likes it big time. Huge. Were you about to say you don't know how you feel about well, spaghetti? Well, I, I don't know if it, it, it has its own day, but let me ask you. Do you like spaghetti like with stuff in it or just spaghetti by itself? Anything. Like you oh. can have stuff in it, stuff out. Wow. I, just, I will eat spaghetti with the sauce as long as there's sauce and no just So meat. you're a big spaghetti fan like I'm a pizza fan. Yes. Love carbs. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to go out one day and just do pizza and spaghetti. We got to go to an all you can eat pizza and spaghetti thing. Can it be a national carbs day? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we have to find one of those. A woman. All right. Here is a woman. <laughs> Sometimes Sometimes. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're having Monday fun day. <laughs> That's right. You can have fun on a Monday. It's allowed. Just, you know what I've done? Actually, I've kind of read because I don't like Mondays in general. I'm just being like sharing with people. So what I did was I changed all of my homework structures so I do the least amount on Monday. And then I think, yeah, well, Monday, I don't have to do as much. See, so that kind of makes it better. Yeah, I didn't say it was genius. I just said that's what I'm doing. Here we go. Uh, here's, uh, see, we got our trivia question, right? All right, let's do our trivia question. Uh... Where did Jesus go on the Sabbath as his custom was? Hmm. Interesting question. Uh, where did Jesus go on the Sabbath as his custom was? If you think you know the answer to that, you can uh, call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at he must increase dot 
Org. The trivia question again, where did Jesus go on the Sabbath as his custom was? Somebody calling in, which is cool. I do want to uh, let you know, before we uh, direct you towards the website, I just want to make sure that people kind of know what's going on. Uh, two things to really check out if you go to the website. One, the opportunity to give, which we would appreciate. I mean, we're going to appreciate it because we need it. We had a much tougher last couple weeks because I was out with uh, COVID and because then we had the freeze and because we had this and that and this. All those uh, sounds great. Who cares? Here's the bottom line. We've got X amount of weeks to pay the rent and we need to have a couple of dollars or Noel and I can't pay our rent. That's not a good thing either. <laughs> so <laughs> neither one of those things are good. You understand? So uh, we want you to invest in the in the ministry. And we say that I, I would if you're one of those people that are like, well, do I need to? No. But you can, and if you sow sparingly, you, you reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. I, ironically, I was in Second Chronicles 9 today for my devotional study, and it's just, you just cannot escape this part where it says that God loves a cheerful giver. Hilarion is the word from which we get hilarious. That's the transliteration, and uh, it should be just a laughing matter. <laughs> As you give your money away. Okay, but it is 100% tax deductible, so I mean that kind of nice and then additionally there's the ambassador initiative if you go on the website and read it you'll get what we're looking for and what we're trying to accomplish uh and also for prayer requests and praises please go to the site he must increase.org prayer request he must increase.org praise report he Looking to give to this ministry? He must Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. All right, we do have somebody who's going to answer the trivia question, so let's just fire over. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? It's Roger again. Hey, Roger again. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Ah, it's great to hear your voice. Yes. All right, now, this is a great question because a lot of people, you have to think about it. You have to like, hey, wait a minute, where did, where did Jesus go on the Sabbath as his custom was? I'd say the temple. All right, and I'm going to ask you to give me a, def- what's the smaller version of a temple? Because there's the big, yes, 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 Roger again. <laughs> yes, that's it. Excellent. So the reason that I bring that up is because they did use the word temple interchangeably for sanctuary, but the temple was the main place. So synagogue would have been a great—that was exactly right. You got it exactly. That was a good, good definitive pickup. Great job on your end. How you been, by the way? How you been, brother? I'm doing good, doing good. You know, I wanted to say something about pretty cool coal. You say no pretty cool coal. But if you support your ministry, you do get one with the satisfaction that you'll be able to help people with your type of ministry, and that helps you stay on the air. So you do get a pretty cool cold. There you go. (laughs) Got it. Excellent. I I want you to say it right. Good job. (laughs) You don't. Don't expect one, but I do expect one. Got it. That's awesome. <laughs> I get the satisfaction knowing that I, I can help you stay on there. Whatever little bit I do, do I want to 
help you stand here. Well, I, we appreciate it. Everybody appreciates it. That's what I love about our, our radio family is it's much more of a radio family slash fellowship than it is like, you know, some kind of like corporate kind of thingy. It's like, no, we're just trying to do this together. Let's just yeah. do it together. I love that part of it. It's just the best part. Well, I, I consider you a brother in the Lord, and I consider all your staff and everything as family, and I do pray for you and your staff and your family, and me and my wife both on a daily basis lift you up. I It's so greatly appreciated, brother. I just want you to know how much I appreciate that. That touches me. It's yeah. great. Thank you so, yeah. so much. I want you to keep on keeping on. I will. That will. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. God right. bless you all. And walk in love. Amen. I'll explain that someday to you. Feet on the rock, name on the roll. <laughs> God bless right. you, bro. Great job. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Excellent call. Wonderful call. Wonderful, wonderful. Roger again. He's got a name, Roger again. <laughs> What's your name? Roger again. Okay. What's your other name? Roger again. Okay. <laughs> only, only us. I can say. All right, we'll do the uh, history in the next. Is that all right? All right. Uh, great job, by the way. He picked that up. That was really good on the Temple of That was really, really tight. All right. Now, look, I don't. I I try to be really nice about this as much as I can. I understand that people have different political frameworks. Okay. Now you have to understand that man's system of finances. Capitalism, socialism, communism, all the isms, okay, are all schisms because unless it's the Lord's ism, it doesn't really matter. So let's at least let's start there. The second part is no matter how good a system is, and you would certainly – very few people would disagree that, that there are parts of each system – not really communism, but, but there's parts of socialism and parts of capitalism and maybe more parts of capitalism. Okay, more parts of capitalism are really, really good. But people are involved in all things, and that's where it gets messy. The ideas all sound great, okay, but sinful man operates, and it goes – and that's what you got to remember. Keep that in mind. With that in mind, and with politics in mind, poly being many, ticks being blood-sucking insects, with all of that in mind, it doesn't matter whether you like or dislike these certain, certain principles uh, in regards to Scripture, because God didn't write them and think, well, I hope Dave likes this. Because that's not how it goes. Here's what Nehemiah chapter 2 says after Nehemiah says, hey, this whole place, it's a mess. This is what we're going to do. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and rid ourselves of this disgrace. Period. Okay, there's no, there's no, it's not, well, he didn't mean build a wall. That is exactly what he meant. Well, no, uh, there was an actual Hollywood person, I'm telling you this, but don't get mad at me, a Hollywood person that said, well, if heaven has any kind of walls or their new place has any kind of walls, I don't want to be there. Don't worry, you won't. <laughs> it does have walls, but you won't be there, so you don't have to worry about it. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is 
Building walls protects cities. And if you want to see what God really thinks of walls, read Revelation 21 and 22. That's all. New heavens, new earth, new Jerusalem, huge walls. It's <laughs> a problem. And in this case, the walls were broken down. And what did broken walls mean? That anybody can walk all over them as a nation. And so whether you're a politically affiliated or not, I could care less. Building a wall is a protective measure defined by God to help Israel get back on track and remove their own disgrace. And you think, well, not well. That's exactly what the case is. To say otherwise is to eliminate the book of Nehemiah. Just throw it out. You don't want it. Toss it. The idea behind the wall is this, okay? The wall isn't to say the people inside the wall are monks. Nothing directly against monks, especially the ones that do a good job. Okay, here's what it's saying. In this territory, we honor God. That's what it's saying. In this space... We say yes to the Lord. He is the king. And if that is wrong to do, then the world is lost. It's lost anyway. And my point in bringing this up is simply this. We will politicize every and any issue, but building a wall is biblical, both in the Old Testament, the New Testament, and in eternity. So deal with it, okay? Get over the, oh, this means this, and this means this. A wall is a way to say in this territory, in this temple, we love and honor the king, right? That's the whole point. That's what people are missing. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? Bibles are very cool looking. You can have them electronically. You can have them in your phone. You have them in your computer. There's tons of apps. There's also cool looking book Bibles. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. It's great. Here's the bottom line. All that's fancy and fantastic and useless if you don't read it and believe it and process it. 
For those that are trying to figure out, uh, first of all, well, why is it that the Bible is uh, its own unique entity? What's the deal in that? Well, the same breath that went into creating Adam, which was creating creation of man, that same breath went into the Bible. And so 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is God-breathed. That's the breath of God. And the breath of God that went into Adam is the breath of God that goes into the book, which is why this is a unique book. And then people are get, they get really upset, and they go, well, hold on now. Hold on now, Dave. The, the, the problem there is, you know, that, that there's just so many people that have been a part of uh, writing the Bible. In fact, there's about 40 authors spanning about 3,000 years in all different types of positions in life. But here's the great thing about Christian faith. If you believe that God created the universe, you're going to step out on that big ledge and go, well, if he created the universe, he can probably write a book. Well, the amazing part about the book itself is not just the self-proclamations of the book, but you get into the prophecies, and it's an amazing, amazing element that every single prophecy has been fulfilled exactly, and yet there are some to come, and we will see those fulfilled. But while you're engaging in the Word of God, here's something you need to be aware of that Christians do not recognize, that that word where it says, for the Word of God is alive, is zone in the Greek. If we were doing a Greek word, that'd be zone. And that word means alive, to live. Jesus used that word in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, where he says, Behold, I am alive, and I live forevermore. Same word. And the word of God is alive. And you think, well, this is just a book. It is just a book, except for when you're reading the word of God and the Holy Spirit connects you to the word of God, it becomes something altogether different. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. It's almost like we did a regular show today, isn't it? Like nothing through the phone, right? Just a regular, right, show? Almost. Almost. (laughs) Thanks a lot for that. (laughs) Almost. So close. Missed it by that much. Uh, Here you go. From the Sermon on the Mount, fill in the missing words. Uh, Blank, your enemies, and blank for those who persecute you. Your enemies. What should you do your enemies? And what do you do for those that persecute you? From the Sermon on the Mount, if you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I haven't had a chance to do history for a while, so we're doing it. Uh, So let's do history. Let's go All right, uh, today is National Fettuccine Alfredo Day, right? I'm in. I'm in. I mean, come on, right? I mean, that's just like, it's Fettuccine Alfredo. Okay? And yes, I, I like stuff like that. And yes, I know it's not all good for me. And I also like Fettuccine Alfredo uh, that has chicken in it. Like, I like the Chino, Fettuccine Alfredo with chicken in it. I don't like that too. Uh, today is Bubblegum Day. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Uh, this one, you have to be very careful. <laughs> okay. I don't tell you that often, but I'm telling you that now. It's wave all your fingers at your neighbor's day. Now, I'm not sure what that means. And I don't mean, I don't know if that means that there's an individual finger that you're not supposed to. Be. I'm not sure where they're going with that. I just, I don't so understand. So not just those two? Huh? Not just those two fingers? I don't know with them? I, I just, that was just like, I don't know. Because then if you put your thumb on your nose and then you wave all your fingers at your neighbor, that's an entirely different. 1940 on this day, the movie Pinocchio was released. Uh, 1984, the first human to fly free of a spacecraft. That, uh, that is uh, Captain Bruce McCandless uh, from the Space Shuttle Challenger. Uh, 1988, America's Most Wanted. Remember that? The crime show that asked citizens to get involved. And then uh, that's sad, so we don't want to say that's sad. Uh, 1990, this is not sad. The collapse of the Soviet Union took place in 1990. Okay? All right. All right. All right. All right. Got that? Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hey, Gary. Nice to hear your voice. How are you doing today? Oh, so much better, brother. I mean, just... Between the, all us, just better today. That's my, my my happiness line. I'm better today. So Well, I prayed for you. I, and I appreciate it because, man, it's been, it has been an interesting four months. <laughs> just Does the weather affect it? Do you think the cold weather affects it? Uh, well, for me, what happened was I had the leg and then I had COVID for a while. And then I had an eye infection, which had nothing to do with anything. And uh, my doctor was like, even my doctor, who's like not a believer, is like, man, you're going through it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like crazy. But the cold weather doesn't affect like my uh, the knee as much. That's getting better and better. But uh, I'm just asking the Lord to keep everything else away from me. <laughs> That's good. Are you over the COVID? Yeah, way over the COVID. Uh, got through that, and uh, just uh, just I'm just asking the Lord. I'll take a month off of anything. <laughs> well, I'll keep praying for you. I appreciate that because, man, I need it. That's for sure, as you can tell. All right, my brother, here we go. Fill in the missing words. Blank your enemies and blank for those who persecute you. I believe it's love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Yes, that is 100% correct. You love your enemies and you pray for those that persecute you. And people are like, well, how do you love your enemies? That is one of the ways. You pray for them. In other words, people uh, will pray uh, about one another. You need to be praying for people, not against people, and asking that the Lord will you know, overwhelm them and his presence will just surround them, not that he'll open up a big hole and that they'll fall through. So, I mean, that's... that's you know, of... it's important to do what what Jesus said. Exactly. He said, why do you call me Lord? You don't do the things I say. Ex- Very important to do what he says. Exactly. To be to to listen to what he said to do and to be a doer of it and not just hear it. Don't just, you know, take it in your ears. Make it a part of your life. That's that's building on that foundation. That's building on the rock. Well. Amen. Excellent job, brother. Okay, thank you. All right, God bless. Bless you. Bless you. Bye-bye. 
Right. Great to hear from our brother. All right. So uh, we did that. We did that. We did that. I think we're pretty much okay. So here I want to. I want to do this combined. This is the best part of the teaching. So the wall stuff. You got to just know that's just the whole book. For, I mean, you know, there's nothing I can say about that. The other part about uh, the earlier part about the people not knowing what's going on. That's been going on for so long. People have been in denial about the things that the yeah, everything's fine. You know what? That that goes back to that old uh, um, uh, country music joke. You know, what do you get when you play a country music? Uh, song backwards you get your dog back your truck back your wife back your job it's like you know <laughs> see chris you're young so you know, that's a classic so the idea behind this is to understand in all of this and com combine it what we're saying is look there was a problem and nehemiah identified the problem and then he gave a specific answer to it. And the reason I want to bring this up is because of what he says next. Really important. He identifies the problem, and then he offers a solution. What's the problem? The problem is things are a mess. What's the solution? we got to build the wall. And then look what he does. This is really uh, critical. In uh, verse 18, he says, Then I told him how great the gracious hand of God had been on me and how my conversation went with the king. And then they replied, Good, let's rebuild the wall. So they began to work. Let me. I want you to see this little formula. It's a very little formula, but it's a very cool formula. Listen to what I'm going to say. Nehemiah identified the problem. Okay. We're, we're a mess. He offered a solution. Okay, we need to build the wall. And then he reiterated, once he identified the problem and once he then gave a solution to the problem, he reiterated, God is with us in this building process. So what you what we need to see is this this three step and I tend to see things like this in scripture because they they really stick out for me it's identify the problem offer a solution and then recognize that this is good because God is with you in the process. So here they replied to him, I told them how the gracious hand of God had been with me and my conversation with the king and they all replied good. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's begin the good work. And the, uh, the response is identifying that problem, then giving a solution, and then recognizing that God is working with them. That is one of the ways that we deal with things. And so when you're talking about your personal Christian journey, let's personalize it for a second. You identify the problem. I'm really struggling with, uh, with this particular sin. You offer the solution. I need to remove myself from the situation that enhances that. Uh, struggle. And then the third thing, God is with me in this because he wants me to be free from things that oppress me. And that's how you would work that as a formula. If you take that into a business principle, it'd be the same type of thing. This is what we uh, don't have. This will be the solution, solution to do it with it. And we can do this because we're in a partnership with God, assuming that you do your partnership, you're building your, your, your business with God. The idea is God gave you a brain to help you see things. He gave you eyes, gave you a brain to figure it out, gave you an ability to come up with a solution, and then you bring it before the Lord. And in this case, Nehemiah had the, the blessing of the Lord prior, say the Lord, you know, go help Israel. He put it on his heart as he goes there and he goes, we're a mess. We need to start with this first. And the wall was the first thing to start with. And God is with us and we're going to get it done. And I, I think that attitude gives you—it's not a—it's um, 
it's not a name it and claim it or a, a fake positivity kind of thing because I really just despise all that stuff. It's really, I'm going to do this in partnership with God. This is what he's helped me identify as the answer. This is the answer to this problem. Let's go. This is, We can do this. It's that formula and recognizing that God walks with us in that formula. And this is the same thing, uh, and I, the reason I said this in the intro was to understand. It's like, okay, you're a sinner, right? Repent for your sin, get baptized, follow Jesus. So you repent for your sin. That's the problem is your sin. you got to repent for it. You get baptized. You take the steps to fix it and put yourself in a different existence in life, and then you follow with Jesus. It's like you do everything with the partnership with the Lord. Everything you do in your Christianity from the first moment you said yes until a million years from now when you are in the the grand palace of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, everything that God does is this partnership with mankind. Everything. And I mean Everything. When man messed up the partnership in the garden, God put a plan in place. Or it was already in place, essentially. But God had a plan in place to redeem the partnership. And then he used man to communicate his heart in writing the Bible as the solutions for that problem. And it's just like in all of it, God's always partnering with you. He's a great partner. I'm lousy. <laughs> he's so good. I'm terrible. But he's great. Best partner ever. Never silent, by the way. Never. Okay? All right. All right. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.